Hey, what's up everybody? AJ here, going to do a recap of uh, last night's UFC card. Uh, I'm recording it the night of right now, but at the time you will be uh, hearing this most likely, it'll be from you know yesterday, so just trying to be uh, accommodating to uh, when you'll be doing this. Uh, thinking of you guys, uh, thank you all, all so much for the support as always, and uh, yeah, let's just talk about this night right out of the gate. I'd just like to say it was my first non-profitable night betting-wise. Um, in a few events here, minus 0.89 units for a um, negative ROI of 12% on the night. It's all good. I'll get into the bets here in a little bit, but uh, I said it before and I'll say it again here. My number one thing is to um, enjoy this stuff. And um, I try my best doing my research, my analysis, my absolute best. But I also acknowledge that uh, despite the effort that I put in and, and despite the, the time that I put in that... Uh, no no better in this game is right 100% of the time or even close to it. The best betters um, aren't even close to that. But uh, the reality is um, we're all working hard. We're all trying our best, and uh, it's all good. You know, it, there's there's nothing wrong with being wrong. I mean, I, I do this uh, because I enjoy it. I love, I love watching the fights. I love all things mixed martial arts, watching the film, uh, studying the fighters, just all, all sorts of stuff. Like, I love taking notes. I just geek out on this stiff stuff, guys. So... Um, I'll be back. Uh, appreciate the support as always. Um, again, I, I still feel just as good now um, as I did, you know, say last week when I profited. Because again, I just get really uh, hyped up for this stuff in general. I love talking about this stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, before I get into this card, just like to say right out of the gate, I already do have three plays posted for the next card. So uh, um, if you'd like to get a, a little bit ahead uh, with me on that, uh, feel free to uh, purchase my picks. They can be found uh, multiple. Um, various uh, areas feel free to dm me if you have any questions about that but uh without further ado let's just get right into this breakdown of this card let's just talk about it from the first night on up we had the first fight was uh, christian aguilera versus anthony ivy so this was just a fight where i just could not bet either side it was just hard to gauge uh how good either guy was going to look here uh, similar to uh, another fighter we'll talk about in the next fight but uh you know christian aguilera was you know on the more like notable uh, seen prior to his UFC debut. He was fighting for LFA. You know, LFA has produced an abundance of UFC talent. Um, so there's something to be said about that. But it was hard for me to, to look at that on tape, see that he's won some fights in LFA, um, and take it a step further and be like, oh yeah, you know, for sure he's so much better than Ivy. The reality is I didn't know. Um, I gave Aguilar the striking advantage, <clears throat> but I also picked Ivy by decision because I did think he was going to get his wrestling going here. And uh, he was a superior BJJ practitioner, uh, brown belt versus black belt. So, um, you know, it was just one of those fights. It could have gone either way. For those of you DraftKings players out there, um, I'm sure you targeted both sides of this this fight with the preferred play being Aguilar for the salary savings. So we could uh, pay up for fighters like Davalashvili, Vittori, Avila, and others on this card. So he was just like an odds value play, just comparing his odds to his salary. And uh, he came through. So... Uh, first fight of the night kicked off with a bang, and man, it did not really disappoint from that on there. As uh, we just had so many finishes here, uh, we had four performance of the night uh, given out, and uh, rightfully so. It was just awesome. So uh, that was a good performance by Aguilera. And uh, let's talk about this next fight. So uh, Tyson Nam versus uh, Zaruk Adeshev. Uh, first time I've pronounced that guy guy's name right all week. I just have been struggling for whatever reason, but. Uh, it's all good. So uh, Tyson Ann just looked at, came out here and looked excellent. I saw a lot of bets on him. Congrats to everybody on him. Very sharp. Didn't have to sweat that at all. And, uh, man, I mean, this was just, uh, man, he, he that counter was so beautiful. 
this gentleman, Zaruka, was taking this fight on very short notice. It was his UFC debut. It was just such a wild card scenario with this guy. It was just so hard to, like, you know, basically gauge as to how exactly he'd look in here, you know. It was, it was just such a tricky fight to handicap, so just completely unbettable for me. I understand people that wanted to, to take the shot on Nam because he was uh, definitely the more proven fighter, uh, much more experienced, and uh, you know the, the argument for the, him getting his grappling game going was valid as well, for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, Nam just came out here, looked excellent, and uh, it, it was one of those scary knockouts where I'm glad that this guy was okay afterwards. You know, they, they got him on the, on the stool and whatnot, but uh, yeah, I mean, just... Going back to Nam, excellent performance. I, I think he needed this one here. I don't think he like, you know, I don't think it was the most likely thing that he was going to get cut here with a loss because you know he he had lost to Pettis and Car France and he generally fights at flyweight, which you know we've seen in in recent fighters, for instance, like Tim Elliott, where losing consecutively but still remaining on the roster. So even if Nam like lost here, I don't know that it was like a for sure thing that he was going to get cut. So. Uh, but regardless, he won here, and uh, you got to think that um, you know he's going to be here here to stay for a little bit. So excellent performance by him, and I'm glad that he finally got a, a more winnable matchup as uh, Sergio Pettis and Kaikar France are obviously very good fighters. So good performance by Nam, excellent. And uh, Julia Vila, one of the biggest favorites on the card, came through in, in past, uh, just just performed excellently here in flying colors. Came out, um, got a got a knee in the stomach of Mizani and just uh, she's one of those fighters where like you know if she's got a, the opposition hurt she'll just relentlessly pursue the finish and she's aggressive and she just really went for it so that's two good performances in a row by Avila she's uh, a prospect that I'm high on others I'm sure are as well uh, she's athletic she's fast uh, she's got a well-rounded skill set judo background Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner brown belt I believe um, so there's a lot to like about her, and um, you know, with her only being eight and one, young in her MMA career, there's opportunity for her to get even better. I think so. Lots of people, and and I think rightfully so, are, are high on Avila, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think she's great too. And uh, let's see how she goes going forward. I think that that Carol Rosa fight might not materialize, but that would definitely be a fun one uh, should it happen. So we'll see what happens from here on out. That that fight might not be in the pipeline anymore, but. Uh, Excellent performance by her. She looked great there. And then Marab Davalashvili, the biggest favorite on the card, versus uh, short notice uh, UFC debutant Gustavo Lopez. I mean, Marab's just a machine. I mean, that, that nickname is is definitely earned. I mean, the guy just fights at a crazy hard pace for three rounds, and it, it's just very hard to match it. Um, you know, just looking at his record on tape, you know, like just looking at his matchup with Casey Kenny, like I believe that Casey Kenny is a superior technical fighter to Mirab Davalashvili, and the crazy thing is, is though Mirab, despite being the inferior technical fighter there, still won just because of the the pace he pushes and the wrestling that he has and the his durability and you know his aggression. It's just uh, it's something to behold. I mean, this guy just uh, goes out there and fights at a crazy high pace for three rounds, and it's just very hard to match it. So. It was also nice to see him fight a lot more composed. That was uh, a takeaway I found here. And another fighter that I'll get to here in a couple fights. It's nice to see that because, um, you know, the tendency to be wild and reckless at times is just, it's not an optimal way of fighting. And, um, you know, it's just when you, when you have the option to, 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 have, com to have more composure in there, um, be more selective with your decision making, and, uh, you know, just fight with a, you know, a game plan that, that puts you in the best possible uh, way to win. 
that's what I like to see. And I, I saw that Marab was uh, fighting smart. You know, he was fighting on the outside, taking the fight to the ground when he could. Um, you know, threatening with a submission attempt. So I thought it was a good performance by both guys. Gustavo Lopez, uh, despite the circumstances going against him, fought tough, uh, fought all three rounds. And, uh, you know, the, the guy didn't look like he was getting discouraged in there. So he's just one of these fighters where um, I have to imagine that the UFC is going to definitely give him a more winnable matchup his next fight. So looking forward to seeing how that goes. And, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun fight. And then uh, kicking things off on the main card, um, Rhea Agapova, Versus Hannah Cypher. Shout out to everybody that got in on Maria Agapova early. I know a lot of people out there got in on her below two to one, and that's awesome because that was excellent value. So yeah, she just went out here and it looked excellent. Uh, she, I mean, she performed like a three to one favorite or even bigger. I mean, it's just uh, she just went out there aggressive, throws hard. Um, you know, just the the, the tricky grappling. Um, you know, she just hopped on Cyphers' back there and just, uh, it was just hard to, to get her off just due to her length and uh, her, her just willingness to go for the finish, really. So, excellent performance by Agapova. I mean, that's that's one heck of a way to make her UFC debut. And, uh, I mean, she did about as good as you could do, basically. And uh, Cyphers, uh, despite losing here, I saw on Twitter that she got a, another um, four-fight deal with the UFC, which is great, and I have to think that that is because, again, she's fighting valiantly in these circumstances. These are very tough, this is very tough competition she's going up against. Uh, Mackenzie Dern was the previous matchup. We know how good her Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu credentials are, and, uh, you know, she stepped up. You know, she answered the call when, when called upon, and, and she stepped in, so um, fighters get rewarded in those circumstances. Gilbert Burns comes to mind, Angela Hill, um, you know, not everybody's willing to do that, and that's understandable. Everybody's, uh, not everybody's the same, so the fact that she did it, took these these fights against women that are very dangerous and and showed up you know i think that's that's well earned so good for her good for maria and uh yeah valiant effort by both women jordan espinosa versus mark de la rosa this was my first bet of the night i completely missed here on mark de la rosa you know i say it in the past and i'll say it here again and it might sound bold to some, but I actually never have a bet that I like regret. I don't get like too like emotionally invested in in the betting. Like I I put too much time and effort into the film study and the preparation for these fights to where I place my bets and I just I don't second guess it. Like I just I I value just the the time and the preparation being done in this. And you know I I acknowledge that not everybody's on the same side. I mean there's always. Um, people not seeing eye to eye in this industry, and I get it. I mean, look, it, it's fine. It, everybody's got it. Everybody sees uh, through a different pair of eyes. So, you know, what we had here was just I, I saw some people on Espinosa, and that's awesome. Congrats to all of you. Uh, didn't have to sweat that out, really. And uh, this was just a case where De La Rosa just didn't really get going. I wasn't really, I was a bit perplexed by the, the, the sequences, or you know, rather the the moments in the clinch where he was he was grabbing hold of Espinosa's leg, and wasn't, you know, doing anything in terms of the takedown. It just looked like a, you know, a performance where Espinosa just had the wrestling advantage, uh, the the speed advantage sustained for all three rounds. Which I thought that Espinosa was going to slow down. I also thought that De La Rosa was going to incorporate more leg kicks to do so, uh, but I was wrong here, and that's okay. Um, you know, it's all good. So. With that said, uh, just excellent performance by De La Ro or, uh, by Espinosa. De La Rosa fought tough. Um, this might be a scenario where he might not be in the UFC again. I don't know for sure, but uh, you know the the recent performance. Who knows? We'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, good performance by Espinosa. He he needed that after uh, a couple tough 
back-to-back decision or uh, finish losses rather to good competition, but uh, uh, nonetheless, good for him to get in the win column there. I also had a bet on this fight, 1.25 units on the fight does not go the distance. I did think that this fight was going to finish. Uh, wrong again. It's all good. So, uh, with that said, just uh, kudos to both these guys for going out there and putting on a fight. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's not too much else to say there. The next fight, this was like the the fight that I think we all hoped it would be just Charles Jourdain and Andre Feely. Excellent fight, back and forth. Um, this was another one where I, you know, despite, you know, win, lose, or draw here, Jourdain, like, Im- impressed me. Like, he, similar to what I said about Devalish Feely, I thought he fought with a lot more composure uh, than he's shown to in the past. Like, he's got the power, yes, but, um, you know, he's not fighting optimally offensively, I feel, by, you know, close the way he closes distance at times <clears throat> it could be reckless and i understand why he could do it you know he's gotten knockouts in the past with all these crazy um the, these crazy flashy striking techniques and you know if, if you're somebody that that's paid dividends for you in the past it makes sense why you go go back to it i'm just um trying to see it you know again goes back to the perspective thing i'm just looking at it from a different set of eyes here and going well this guy's UFC tenure, I think, could be a lot more successful by fighting more technically, fighting more com- with more composure, and that's what we saw here. I had 2.5 units on Andre Vili, but with that said, Jordan made the fight significantly more competitive than I thought he would, and I have to definitely, I, I will always give credit in that scenario, always. Uh, Charles Jordan fought, despite losing, again, fought good. This was a fight where his stock went up, uh, my, in my opinion. I, I think this was a loss where Yes, it's a loss. It's his first, or excuse me, his second loss in the UFC. First loss in the featherweight division. But it's it's not as if th- this hype is just gone. It's not like this is the end result of him as a prospect. The guy's still very young. The guy obviously is getting better. I mean, I, that was a, a pretty significant improvement between his fight with Duho Choi to now. So there's definitely you know reason to be optimistic that he could be even better going forward. Again, due to his age, his experience, uh, his attributes, sharpening up the skill set. So. I, I do think that there's definitely upside with Jordan, and um, again, this this might be a fight where where he just uh, goes back and works even harder, and, and you know does better going forward. So, valiant effort by both guys. Yeah, Feely mixed in the wrestling here. That's basically what what sealed it for him. Was able to get the takedowns and uh, get some top control time. Nothing too significant, you know. Jor- Jordan is at least a BJJ brown belt. I wasn't able to confirm that online, but I heard per the commentary team in his fight against. Duho Choi that he is a BJJ brown belt, and that was back in December. So I don't know if he's upgraded since. But uh, nonetheless, a guy that is skilled on the mat and, you know, a guy that, again, I do think has upside here and and one that I'll keep my eye on in this featherweight division as I do think he's improving. So good good effort by both guys. And uh, let's talk about Charles Rosa versus Kevin Aguilar. This was a fight where I was, you know, a little interested to see how both guys would perform. Based off the recent performances, they both, um, you know, underperformed in different ways. Uh, Charles was was beat soundly, bell to bell, in terms of grappling against Bryce Mitchell, which again, Bryce is a, a promising guy, uh, making his way up the ranks. Uh, but it was just a little concerning to see how how dominated. I mean, he was just dominated there. I thought it was going to be more competitive than it was. And Aguilar was knocked out by a heavy-handed Tugugov, who just basically had a speed advantage over him, was able to catch him with a big punch. And, and that was the fight. But um, this was a bit concerning for me in the in the case of Aguilar because I did think that he had the takedown offense to keep the fight standing, which was true. But, um, 
you know, the fact that Rosa was able to hurt him was a bit concerning for me because Rosa's not known as a like a power puncher. And and this is the third fight in a row where Aguilar's been hurt. You know, he was hurt by Ige. Uh, he didn't get finished there, but he was definitely rocked uh, multiple times in that fight. And then I mentioned the following fight against Chukagov. He was he was finished. And then this fight, like he was he was rocked a few times by Charles Rosa. I recall it still um, as I'm recording here only a couple hours later. So it, that's definitely a concern for Aguilar. You know, even though he's only been officially finished uh, via strikes twice in his professional career, it's still a concern. You know, again, seeing this like back to back to back fights like get hurt. So that's a concern. I knew that the boxing exchanges would favor Aguilar. He's the sharper, more technical boxer with more power than the kicking range exchanges. Uh, Rosa had more success there to just do the fact that he throws more kicks. Uh, Aguilar just pretty much boxes. I, I couldn't place a bet on him, even though I did acknowledge that he was the sharper, more technical striker. He just doesn't, he just doesn't throw enough volume and he's just not varied. So it's just a hard, he's just very reliant on doing damage basically to win fights. So, um, just I couldn't bet this fight either way. Again, I couldn't bet Rosa just based off how he's looked since since the the layoff from the neck injury. Uh, you know, even in, even in the Bermudez fight, he, it wasn't like he was just uh, one way traffic there. He was taken down. He was taking some gra- a lot of ground pound from Bermudez, and um, Bermudez just uh, perplexingly just was in his guard, and and Rosa was able to lock up the armbar. So, you know, it was nice to see uh, Rosa respond here. I, I don't know why this was a split. I thought this was pretty clear, 29-28, but at least the right guy won. So. Um, you know, we had that a little bit in the first in the previous fight. Although I think that this one was a bit more clear than the than the previous one with Feely and Jordan. But uh, regardless, I, I'm still happy to see that the right guy won here. As uh, you know, there's been a little bit of controversy with the, with the split decisions lately. But nonetheless, glad that it's on the right track here. Marvin Fattori in the next fight made a, made a statement here. This was a fight where he was fired up for obviously and went out and got his first finished in in the UFC since his UFC debut. That was back at UFC. Uh, McGregor versus Diaz too so uh, excellent performance by Marvin I mean he went out here aggressive took the fight to the ground and uh, I was pretty surprised that that uh, the fight wasn't stopped due to the excessive ground and pound there was like 20 or so unanswered strikes when when Vittori was uh, I believe he was in half guard just pounding away at Roberson and he was just covering up pretty surprised that the ref didn't even get a give a warning there but uh, nonetheless the fight still was stopped uh, a couple minutes afterwards Vittori was able to sink in the rear naked choke and, and get his hand raised so uh, that's basically like you know like a fight where I picked Vittori. I thought it was more so going to be a decision because he is generally a decision fighter, but uh, just a fight nonetheless where I, I saw a lot of people had bets on Vittori for uh, so kudos to all you. He he cashed again very easily. It's got to be it's got to feel really nice when uh when when a bet cashes like that because you you just don't have to sweat it out right. So uh, very very valiant effort by both guys. Uh, Vittori just again proving that he is indeed a, a legitimate guy at this weight class, a potential top fifteen guy, and again another young guy that's improving, training at King's MMA with the likes of Kelvin Gastelum and Benil Dariush and other very talented fighters. I have to think that Vittori could be even better than he's shown, and uh, he definitely made a statement tonight. So looking forward to seeing how he performs going forward. Cynthia Calvillo versus Jessica I. This was the final bet on the night. I had one point five units on Cynthia Calvillo at plus one hundred. It, it was nice, yeah. It was it was pretty competitive there in the first round, but once uh, Cynthia got her grappling going, it was it was pretty. It was a lot more clear that she was she was winning the fight. Jessica, I knew was going to be game, tough to submit on the ground, things like that. But I definitely did think the grappling exchanges were going to favor Kelvio. This was a, a fight where you know, and I can understand it. A lot of people had strong opinions on both sides, and you know, this is a, this is obviously a game we play. Like we're we're basically taking educated guesses. We're we're doing the hard work, but um, you know, I. I do this work and I, I'm not really in the in the mood for like 
I don't really want to like cause like tension or argument and for the sake of just doing it. Like obviously if somebody wants to like question my uh, analysis on something, like I'll just, uh, I guess respond to it, but I just, I don't get like too torn up in that as I just, I don't think it's, it's right as you know, basically if I were to argue with somebody, they, they're going to think a certain way and I'm going to think a certain way. There's nothing that we could talk about in the, in the medium there that'll, that'll change our opinion. Really. We're just going to be pretty, we're just basically going to have conviction on, on our thoughts about the fight as we, as we've done enough work on this basically. So, uh, you know, while, while tension can be a good thing in general, um, you know, it's, it's one here where it's like, okay, you know, if somebody wants to, I guess, question this about something, um, you know, I'm always happy to respond and give my thoughts, but uh, basically, I won't. I won't call unless uh, called upon. So, yeah, it was just a, a fight here where uh, Cynthia looked great. This was a, a big fight for her, where she fought the number one contender in the weight class. She looked excellent. She got the boxing going. I was pretty surprised to see her not throw as many kicks. Uh, she she did show on tape that she threw a lot of kicks, but uh, that's that's the way it goes. Sometimes you know, sometimes uh, fighters don't don't think how don't fight how you think they will. And uh, she was able to utilize very good boxing, footwork, her, her cardio, her pacing looked good. Again, once she got the fight to the ground, she did a good job of controlling Jessica. She earned a few minutes of top control time. So very good sound performance by Cynthia here. And I think you can make a case that she's next in line for a title shot after Joanne faces uh, Valentina for the strap. I mean, she's fighting the number one woman in this weight class. Uh, yes, she's very new to it. But really, there's not that many fighters in this weight class that are on two or more fight, fight winning streaks. And just due to the fact that she just beat number one contender Jessica I, uh, tells me that uh, you could definitely make a case that Cynthia earns a title shot here. She, I mean, she's very uh, marketable. She's she's awesome. So I really think that the UFC will give her a shot here. As um, you know, I think that that's the right call to make after they try and book uh, Joanne Calderwood against Valentina Shevchenko. So I hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown. I, I love doing this so much. So if you guys have any questions in the meantime, please feel free to reach out. I'm happy to help. Other than that, like, I mean, this was just a, a good event. I'm really happy that, you know, UFC is rolling out events here and we're enjoying them as fans and, and really just loving and embracing it. I mean, this is just a special time where I, I still remember like a couple of months ago, we weren't, we're, we weren't really sure like when this was going to go on, right? I mean, there was just so much uncertainty, like, is this going to go on? Like people, people were, were questioning and I can understand it. Like, is this even going to go on again? But basically it's just so fun looking back and seeing how sport, how far the sport has come. I mean, I got to give a lot of up, big ups to the UFC staff. I mean, I can't see what they're doing behind the scenes, but I got to imagine that they're so dedicated and so hardworking to making this stuff go on. I mean, you just, there's so much stuff that we don't see that goes on behind the scenes. That makes me just think that, man, they're just working so darn hard uh, to making sure that these events are going on safe and, and they're happening frequently. So by all means necessary, the UCs, like all systems go on these events, obviously minus the crowd, but in other accommodations that need to be made. But uh, I'm just happy that we have fights to look forward to. Uh, you know, other sports are coming back and it's just something to look forward to on, on, on the weekend here and something to prepare for during the week. So it's just, it's just a beautiful time to be honest with you. And uh, other than that, I don't have too much else to say. Hope you all did well. If not, it's okay. Again, I said it before and I'll just say it here again. One bad event or even a few consecutive bad events in a row doesn't make you a bad better, nor does, like, for me personally, I tell myself, one winning event or several winning events in a row doesn't make me the best better in the world. That's just the way it is. It's a long-term game. Um, I approach this with a humble mindset. I'm always willing to learn. I'm always willing to grow. I acknowledge that I don't know everything about this sport. It's evolving. It's growing. I do as much as I can. I'm always in the mindset to learn and grow. So uh, just really happy to be on here talking about this stuff and uh, hope you all do well. And... Uh, have a good week, guys. Bye.